yes, hello, welcome back to the second part of Debunking Air, but I am Wes Dawson, your most humble, gracious, and impressive host for Gabagool in 8. I know for most of you, Gabagool in 8 is a vehicle for change, is a form of education that you have embraced fully, completely, and I am honored by this. Normally, my mission is to educate and stimulate, my two favorite verbs. Instead, we are here to right some wrongs committed over 20 years ago for something that has troubled me for much of my young life. This is Debunking Airbud Part 2. on part one was five seconds long it was perfect now on last week's episode we talked about how according to the very rules of basketball commonly accepted in all major federations and associations is that the ball must be batted in any directions with both one or both hands so the fact that this golden retriever was using his adorable little snout to hit that ball the only thing that should be hitting that snout was a rolled up newspaper saying hey get off the goddamn court it's not for dogs Now, the next argument I have relates to a rule that is currently in place within the NBA as well as all other major basketball associations. Now, rule number two under the duties of the officials, section two, item B, the officials shall not permit players to play with any type of jewelry. I wonder what is a goddamn dog collar with a name tag and a cutesy little Timberwolf logo considered? Hmm. Now, is that part of the sport? Is that is that protective equipment? Is that used in any way to alleviate pain for the player? Is this used for... No. This is purely a aesthetic piece of jewelry that should have been taken off or this dog should not have been allowed to play in the first place. Now, down into section V time and place for decisions this gives a bit of leeway to the officials section e says an official may suspend play for any unusual circumstances hmm a goddamn golden retriever playing with no fucking pants on to me is considered some unusual circumstances thank you very much now not surprisingly no matter how deep i dug and no matter how many people i called i could not get a word in with any of the officials who worked in this game the people officiating I think they knew what they did was wrong. I think they realized their mistake after they'd already made it and figured, well, we'll use that that little Disney tug on the heartstrings effect to be able to slip by with this atrocity that they have committed. Now, as I mentioned last week, I had two main points to debunk this apparent celebration that had occurred in 1997 when the Washington, the Fernfield Washington Timberwolves had won their state championship. This is purely based on the compassionate side because... Now, while this dog was exploited in order to gain notoriety and earn some wins that this team, in all honesty, should have been able to do on their own. I question not only Coach Barker for the treatment of his players, but his replacement coach in terms of using a golden retriever to achieve success is not something that I would deem honorable, something that I would deem just, or something that I would deem very compassionate in terms of the creature, the animal itself. Now, according to Dr. Napier of the DVM, uh, he is a a very well-known doctor of the Virginia-Maryland College of Veterinary Medicine. 
a report published stated that there are over 300 million olfactory receptors in the nose alone of a typical golden retriever versus only 6 million for a human being. And that there are over 17,000 touch receptors and free nerve endings in the palms of our hand. So the sensitivity of this dog's nose compared to any body part that we may use for sport is astronomical. So not only are you exploiting this dog for fame and for personal gain, you're subjecting it to undue pain and punishment in order to achieve your selfish goals. I say shame on the entire Fernfield Washington Timberwolves, every player of the team, every person officiating the game, as well as the school itself for allowing this to proceed. So of course, who better to speak to than another canine brethren? So now I'm gonna give a call to my dog, Mac, to get his opinion on this matter. What, what am I doing? He doesn't, he's a dog, he doesn't have a phone. Mac, Mac, get him, get, get over here, come here, come here. Good boy. All right, Mac, I really wanna get your opinion on this and how you think that this is something you should be proud of as a dog. Yes, granted, but do you understand the points I've made, I feel are not only valid, I feel they have the strength to completely demolish everything that was in every sequel, every spinoff of the series will be debunked from these two points alone, not to mention the weeks of work I did preparing for this episode. <coughs> Unacceptable. Uh Can't trust a half-mixed mutt, can you? <laughs> well, I feel I've made a solid case for the debunking of Airbud, so we're gonna move on to good bad. So good, dogs playing sports. It's cute, it's adorable, it's fun. Hey, it makes for great television. The bad, the bastardization of an honorable sport. Now we have burned through this week's episode just digging deep into this subject that I, I feel is something that had to be exposed regardless of any repercussions I may face. So we're just gonna focus on some upcoming subjects for next week's episode. Basically any film that revolves around an animal playing a sport, just know I will bring you down. Paper bags. Are they just for regrettable one night stands or huffing paint? I'll show you eight new life hacks on how to use them. Somalian pirates. Are they the bad boys of the high seas? Yeah, they sound like fun, not pirates life for me. Arr! No, not for this young seaman. Young, impressionable countries adopt this way of life looking for a good time. Reality checks in. After a few years of playing around with these bad boy pirates, you want just a nice, stable, tall country? Uh-uh. You used goods. Want nothing to do with ya. Thank you, so like, share, subscribe, and always remember 